individuals on one level and components of higher level individuals. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to read the whole fucking paragraph, but actually <laughs> I like that. As goofy as that all sounded, it really, really does help to understand that we do not create isolated systems that do not interact with the outside world, right? Uh, I think that uh, earlier up here, he says, he uses the second law of thermodynamics to show that it, that isolated systems tend towards entropy and uh, that uh, the ability for those systems to self-organize at all is dependent on outside causes. So, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, there's there's a lot of sort of stuff that doesn't seem like at first read, it seems like what the, where the fuck is he going with this? But in aggregate, it all sort of kind of comes together and, and like <laughs> makes sense when I think back on it. It's like reading it, it doesn't really make that much sense to me. But then as I read back over my notes and I think about it, like when everyone's talking about it, which might not be the best writing, but like I think it all sort of starts to kind of make sense to me while we're talking it out. Yeah, that same one. I wanted to fit in here somewhere. It's yeah, actually, it's in that same sort of uh, paragraph where he uh, talking about uh, Spinova, Spinoza's uh, single material. But at the beginning, where he's talking, sort of summarizing the points made by like Ashby and Forster about the uh, right. uh, second law of thermodynamics, whatever, making the points like they did not uh, extend it. Uh, they missed uh, perhaps an opportunity there to point out that if we take this sort of definition of what is self-organizing, one that's not impacted by any other system outside of it there is precisely one known self-organizing system and that is the entire universe uh <laughs> nothing else. uh no known other one exists uh so if we're going to hinge our organizing efforts on the idea that there are these like isolated self-organizing ones it's like weird you're gonna have to have some pretty good justifications for you know how we have this pocket of uh non-interference exactly with any other systems that could possibly be, be conceived as self-organizing in the first place. And you, you might be in line for a Nobel Prize if you can demonstrate that, uh, considering um, this flies in the face of pretty much all of our known physics. And then he there accidentally makes an argument for the existence of God here. Did he? Or was he just sort of referring to Spinoza's? Of course, he's just referring God. to Spinoza's argument. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, say that, uh, yeah, in addition to making helpful distinctions, he also dissolves persistent existing distinctions that uh, are unhelpful. I think that, like, he spends a whole lot of time in these two chapters really trying to convince, like, anarchists that they're not actually doing anything. And um, yeah. he does so, I think, in a very, like, kind of... I don't know, friendly manner. Like he's yeah. like, look, I'm one of you. Right. And this is why nothing that we've ever done has worked out. I don't necessarily know if he is an anarchist, but he's definitely using a lot of terminology that in my younger years, I would have rolled my eyes at and just closed the book. Right. Yeah. Back in my sectarian days. And I think that it, it seems to me, and this is when you talk to anybody who is dyed in the wool partisan for their set of beliefs, almost no amount of evidence is going to make them change their minds. But if there is like, if you can demonstrate to someone from the theoretical level to the scientific level that everything in between points to the impossibility of achieving the goals that you would like to achieve in the manner in which you are going to achieve them, that seems to be the best way. <laughs> to me, it seems like it would be the best way to convince anyone of anything. So I guess like I understand the, the just this, the metaphysical, the biological and like deeply philosophical sort of groundwork he's trying to lay for his argument. 
I go back and forth on this. Like, do I appreciate this or do I not appreciate this? Yeah. Like, look, it's not as bad as you, it's not as bad as you think uh, that, that not only is this the best way to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish, uh, thinking of it differently is actually m- misunderstanding what the nature of hierarchy and the problem with authority really is. And uh, recognizing that there are there is such a thing as leadership and and uh, dissolving the distinction between inside and outside influence uh, and originating from the self versus originating from external to the self are, uh, you know, uh, perhaps unhelpful distinctions to be making. And so it makes it more palatable at the same time as sort of showing that it's necessary necessary and uh more tasty <laughs> you might say but uh, i absolutely i mean it, it, even when he that, that this is why i was saying before that i i think he's making the argument to anarchist and and liberal individualist uh uh readership which is overwhelmingly the predominant sort of default position of uh the general population that's sympathetic to the left is uh to left-wing ideas uh adhere to these sorts of things is because he he will also make uh, sort of like you know negative statements about authoritarianism hylomorphism right or whatever else but he does so in such a manner that it's like it's 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 not really it, it'll be occasional and it's not very convincing to somebody who's uh, committed to these positions um, and it doesn't seem like he's really interested in trying to convince those people. He it, it really does feel like this book is written to an audience of people who are committed to a- anarchist and liberal individualist individualist commitments, and uh, and he's yeah laying things out in a way like I agree, I agree. In order to accomplish the uh, to realize the values that we hold, <laughs> see, we hold these values. So in order to accomplish these values, it is necessary and good uh to to uh you know recognize that reality functions in this way um and uh, we we want to um interact with reality and not live in our minds you know yeah so 